You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Welcome to Episode 48 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Barbara McGinnis, attorney and partner at Tegas McGinnis Elder Care Law, and today we'll be talking about reverse mortgages with Jamie Abbott. She's a loan officer at Prosperity Mortgage Advisors. Welcome, Jamie. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's quite the privilege. Oh, thank you for being here. You know, I get lots of questions about reverse mortgages. When families come in and talk about how we're going to pay for care, whether or not we should use a reverse mortgage to leverage the equity in a house, my answer is always, it depends on the situation. I know there are many people interested in this topic, and I'm looking forward to you talking to us about this. Start off, start us off kind of easy. What's a reverse mortgage? Well, in the most simplest form, a reverse mortgage is going to be a loan that offers cash or a line of credit based on the equity that you already have in your home. So it usually is a really, it's an option to consider for people that maybe have their house already paid off or they have the largest majority of their home's value paid off. Are you seeing them like being able to get extra equity because home values have increased so much. Does that play a part in it too? Well, actually, I'm really glad that you asked that, Barbara, because this question right now in this market has has changed the dynamics a little bit of options that are available. But yes, you're right. In a market like this where homes are appreciating more, um, a lot of people have greater value in their home than what they paid for them. So for certain people that meet certain criteria, which I'm sure we'll dive into a little bit, you know, there may be that option there to go ahead and take a loan out on your equity, on your home that you already have tremendous value in. And, but you never, ever get like the full value. If your home appraises for $400,000, you're not going to get $400,000 in a reverse mortgage. No, no, you're not. And that's one of the downsides to, to this too, because a reverse mortgage is not going to be a short-term solution for anything because it is a little bit more costly than traditional loans, whether it be mortgage loans or bank loans. It tends to be a little more costly. Uh, but no, you're never going to get 100% of your value. But let's say that your house is worth 100000 You're going to be able to access 75000 you're going to be able to access a large, a large amount of that value. But no, they, being the lender, and in this case, a lot of them are federally backed, they're going to keep some of that equity in their pocket for the instance that if all of the guidelines are not reached, that home becomes their property. Right. But so obviously some of the pros, you get 100% of the equity usually when you sell the home, but you can't get, but you can't live there anymore. So with a reverse mortgage, you get most of the money and you still live in your house. And what are the payback requirements? How does payback work? 
So there's a couple of different ways that you can set a reverse mortgage up, and they're really going to be dependent on, on your personal situation. Sometimes you can just take out one lump sum. Sometimes you can have a monthly payment done to you. So depending on, and, and this is why, and I know I just bounced around on you, Barbara, I'm so sorry, but one of the most important criteria to remember is you have to meet with a counselor before you do any reverse mortgage options. And the reason for that is because there are costs involved and they don't want, they being the federal government, does not want there to be any opportunity to take advantage of anything. It's quite a process um, to meet with and discuss and be absolutely clear of knowing that the financial position that you're putting your home in and yourself in. Wow, that sounds ominous, Jamie. You make it sound scary. <laughs> well, it really, I don't want it to sound scary. I want it to sound just, I want it to sound less scary, actually. You're, it's not going to be something you can necessarily jump into easily. Not meaning like, for example, Barbara, if you called me today and said, I want to refinance, I could talk to you for a couple of minutes. We could work up some paperwork and we could just jump in. Mm -hmm. With a reverse mortgage, because it is a little, it is a, it is a more, um, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? In, in debt type of arrangement. They want to make, everybody wants to make sure that everybody understands the terms of the arrangement. It's just an eyes wide open thing, making sure that you really know what you're getting into. And yeah. So who qualifies for a reverse mortgage? Well, so there are a couple of requirements. You have to be 62 years or older. Uh, you have to earn, own a large amount of the home out or own it outright. It has to be your primary residence. It can't be a second home. Mm -hmm. You can't have any federal debt against you and you still have to follow some qualifications. You've got to be able to prove the income to make homeowners insurance and property tax payments. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a couple of other, other things that you have to include in it either. You may think, oh my gosh, this is my house and I can do whatever I want with it, which is true to some degree. A bank is going to think, well, we want to make sure you can still afford the house under the new criteria of not having 100% ownership. You know, a lot of the questions that I get relate to a married couple where one person, say, say the husband, owns the property in his name alone and maybe may meet all of those requirements that you just said. So what happens when that person dies? What happens to the surviving spouse that doesn't own the property? Because she may be inheriting the property from her husband, but she wasn't on the deed and so she wasn't on the loan. Well, actually, that's a great question because there's a couple of there are a couple of parts to that. One, let's say that there is a husband and spouse and they're married and Tennessee specifically has has a little bit shades of gray rules, which which honestly, Barbara, you probably are, are well aware of in your line of work where they'll both have ownership in that property. The marital now, interest and tenants, that kind of stuff. Exactly. In that case, the qualification is going to be based off the youngest person in, that is in that house. So in, when you say husband and wife, probably I should not do this, but I think wife in terms of lifespan outliving the husband. So it's going to be qualified based off her. Where you might run into some problems, though, is if you are wanting to um, have a home for your heirs. If, let's say, that the husband dies a little bit earlier, they wife 
they were married later in life. Now we've come into a little bit of problem because that property will either have to be the full balance of the loan will have to be paid back or 95% of the loan, the lower of the two. And that's where the risk comes in because it may not be an opportunity that you've set yourself up to keep the home after the death of mm-hmm. a person. Yeah. Okay. So part of the counseling, I guess, is when you go in to talk to your counselor about a reverse mortgage, you've covered those sorts of scenarios too, I suppose. You do. And and here's the thing about a reverse mortgage. And like so many, so many other loan products, they're always good for somebody, right. but they're not necessarily good for everybody. So my first advice with, with somebody 62 or older that I was thinking about this is number one, contact you. Contact Tacus McGinnis. Get some elder care law advice because that's going to be where the big picture comes in. Then from there, go into your professional states your mortgage lender, your accountant, and your CPA. And really think of it because although this is a great mortgage opportunity for some people in specific situations, it may not be the best opportunity or the least expensive opportunity for all situations. Um, Traditionally speaking, Barbara, in the past, people would just scowl at the sound of a reverse mortgage. And like so many products that come available, initially, they're not all that great. But in certain situations, they are not terrible. And let me give you an example. And this is when I opened my eyes a little bit more to the idea of this product. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple who lived out in Colorado, The property was appreciating very, very quickly. And unfortunately, they were a little bit older in age and the husband needed a liver transplant. And we all know the cost of medicine and and medical care um, on a limited income, no less. They did go through the training or they, they did go through the counseling. And in their specific case, they were able to get monthly, monthly draws on the amount of, of equity that they owned. But Mm -hmm. also at the same time, the property was appreciating so quickly that they never lost any of their initial investment in the property. Now, that's a really specific situation where in that specific case, it solved the problem of medical costs and and medicine, but we weren't losing any property value. They never lost the house. They ended up selling the house and then relocating here here to our great state of Tennessee. Um, But that's a good story. It's a specific story. So I don't toss the term reverse mortgage around all the time because it's just not as easy as I get to go to the bank and get my equity out and I get to spend it however I want. There are costs involved. There's mortgage insurance. There's upfront mortgage insurance. There's origination fees. There is um, the, the, the servicing of that loan. So, so there's costs. But there's also in specific situations, it might be just a really good fit. And that's why that counseling is so important because there are numerous other opportunities right now, especially given our specific market conditions in surrounding Davidson County with appreciation, with low rates and and with the coupling of um, the current market and environment. Well, it sounds like you've already touched on some of the pros and cons, but do you want to sum sum that up for us as we get ready to close? 
Sure. And I, I know that time is valuable, so I'll kind of just run down it pretty quickly. Um, a pro could be you get supplemental income. It's already your income. And the great thing about, now here's an upside. It doesn't count as income, so you're not taxed on it because it's actually a loan against your own property. So that that's a definite pro. In some certain cases, it can even be used to pay off the remainder of an existing mortgage. You might take out a reverse mortgage. You'll use some of that lump sum to pay off the existing mortgage, and now you can take your draws on it um, where your monthly out-of-pocket expenses are decreased. Mm-hmm. Um, some cons are going to be if you don't follow the rules, you could lose your home. I mean, it's really just that simple, and that's the big risk. Uh, you've got to maintain the requirements that are put in place. That's things like making sure your property taxes are paid, making sure you don't owe the government any money, making sure your homeowner's insurance is, is current. Um, those yeah. types of requirements, they're not ridiculous requirements, but they're ones that can't be slipped on. It is not a good short-term option. There are other options that are far less expensive and easier to repay and less exhausting to get done if you only need a short-term fix and you can still use the equity to access that through your local banker. There's several different options. Um, The biggest thing that some people struggle with is that there's a likely chance that their heirs may not be able to keep their house. And again, that goes back to the original question that you asked Barbara about if there is a death, how does the the payoff, the payback work? Well, on that loan, it either has to be paid 100% or 95%, the lesser of the two. And not everybody can do that. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's the big caveat that catches most people. Wow, Jamie, you really are an expert on reverse mortgages. I'm impressed. And I know our listeners will be too. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I invite our listeners to tune in next week when we're talking about something else related to the Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com. Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 